0: Welcome to Low-File, I'm your host, Tyler Burr. On today's episode, I spoke with Will Mountain Hawks. He is the author of Roundabout, a new novel published by Relegation Books. He lives in Paris. We recorded this at 3 a.m. in the morning... Uh, 10 a.m. over in Paris. He also compiled an anthology of writers, artists, and chefs, and musicians. An anthology also published by Relegation Books called With Paris in Mind. Very excellent anthology. It features Lucy K. Shaw and Oscar Batois from Shabby Doll House, two of my favorite, favorite people, Lucy is a spectacular writer and Oscar is really cool too, you guys gotta check out their work, but let's get back to Will, and anyways, I had a great interview, um, this was awesome thanks to will for coming on thanks to lauren for sending me a free copy of roundabout i did not have any money i've been here 10 years so
1: basically from the moment i finished college i have been living out here i've come back and lived in the states for uh you know different moments of time Uh, i lived Uh in new york city back in 2014 that's actually how i met uh, lucy and chris yeah, um, and then Los Angeles for a little bit, uh, and I mean it's it's very different, you know. Like uh, it's very yeah. You know, the, the the old world, new world thing is is a real
0: truth. Yeah. Were you when you went to Mellow Pages? Was that like the beginning of it, or was it like the end, or the middle? Uh, for 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 living. When in you when for... you went there
1: and you oh, were it was towards it? the end. I think it was towards the end, as far as I know. Like I had been living in in I'd been in paris for about a year and then started a, a magazine out here mm. um and then because of visa stuff because of money stuff i needed to go back and, and and get some stability in the u.s and we had this magical run of like we started this magazine in the summer of 2013 and it really just quickly took off and we became uh you know uh, this is my with me and my co-editor his name is james bird we uh we you know had all these interesting opportunities that we had never expected to have and we got to travel and got to go around for you know doing events and meeting people and that was really fun and but like we you know it was it wasn't really disappointing because it was cool to go to take the project to new york and meet some writers there and i don't know i can't remember who put me on to uh mellow pages i think actually we'd connected with them uh online prior to me moving there and uh it was 2014 so i think it was toward the end you know i i definitely came i was i was you know 22 or 23 at the time and so I you know the, the people there were a bit older they were a bit uh, more their the community seemed set in stone so I kind of for me was just came and was observing and was really uh you know kind of in awe of this little little moment that was going on there uh, uh, so I think it was towards the end it seemed to be pretty well established when I was there like the 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 scene and the the different publishers and the different writers and people who had made names for themselves like I really mm-hmm. like being in a place where th- where where you can go to things that you know you don't have to pursue online that you don't have to do all your work by yourself mm-hmm. you know and I think obviously I, you know, at that time there was you know, you'd, you'd turn up every night to that library and there'd be 40 50 people you really? know five five readers you know getting to experience work, getting to you know meet people talk to people I think yeah I I would say that like if I hadn't gone to New York I wouldn't have known what a community like that could look like because i think you know it seems like Mm -hmm. there's something going on again now in new york but it's you know having not seen it personally uh the 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 kind of alt-lit 2000 you know early 2010s is is the only real writing community i've seen exist uh you know in real life and and that definitely was one that like you know Definitely inspiring. I'm not sure. Like it's, it was, I have I think I've always gone searching for similar feelings and not Mm -hmm. found them since. So, uh, so yeah, I
0: am you know, definitely glad I went for sure. So how soon, how soon, like, did you meet Lucy and Chris when you started going? Um, I, I lived, I lived in New York for about a year and, Mm -hmm.
1: uh, I had started seeing them doing their uh different readings and and seeing them just generally around mellow pages probably um probably about halfway through i remember uh so when i was in new york i would have been trying to find like a an art patron you know like an art sugar daddy to like help to help uh, to help like keep the my magazine going and i ended up finding one in like the at the end of the summer somebody who wanted to you know just kind of make sure the project didn't die and, uh, and and so I had it in my head is like once I get some some money to support this thing, I'm going to go uh, back to the, back to Europe because it's so much cheaper and you know we just had more traction there. And um, and I remember I had I had uh, Lucy and Chris asked me to hang out in like in you know late July the first time, and I was like oh because okay, you know I, again I was like a few years younger, I was really like kind of you know looking up to these this group and they asked me to hang out but i had a, a shift at the at the restaurant i was working at and i couldn't do it and then uh, and then i got the money and, and immediately left and never never really met them personally personally oh. in new york and it was only then once they came to move to paris oh. move back to europe that i like started spending time with them uh, so i remember okay. i was feeling like I was feeling like uh, you know ships in the night with uh, with this thing I was, oh I was so close to becoming their friend and then i was gone so yeah
0: God cuz I look up to them too that would be really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost. Yep. But then you got to eventually. Mm. You probably connect with them cuz you're French or you could probably speak French, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know they
1: those two and I have been now friends and and you know people you know, I guess part of the the kind of uh, I wouldn't say you know expat is even the right way to say it just like you know, non-French or slightly French. Connected people living in Paris, because there's definitely a there's definitely like two worlds here. Uh, Mm. The the French publishing industry and the French like you know the French publishing writing community is is one that is pretty French. You know it's it's uh, it's sometimes hard to to crack into, Uh, and so then you have a lot of let's say that just international writers who uh, are more connected. Uh, And no, I mean they've been honestly they've been just good friends now for the last many years, you know, going to Thanksgiving together, you know, doing the, Mm -hmm. uh, doing the American kinks when we can, and like, uh, you know, going to, going to watch uh, England's World Cup games at the bar to get, you know, like just, you know, having, having a good time. You know, it's been, it's been uh, very nice to have, uh, I guess, maybe connections to uh, other times in my writing life or in my publishing life that, uh, that live here. And, And I think there's not, you know, because these people who've experienced these same moments and thought about the same type of, uh, um, you know, same type of inspirations for their writing are not actually that easy to find, especially not in Paris. Uh, uh, It's nice to have other people around you who Mm. are, who have, who have been thinking about the same uh, things or the same inspirations that lead to what they want to talk about in their writing and i think that yeah. that's like you know the the french writers i knew i know right now and i'm i've been you know trying for you know years and years to understand what is you know what is motivating them what are they trying to explore and uh, the french the french writing french writers i know are you know have a really diverse range of what they're interested in like there's it, it's not so much uh it's not so much uh, defi- you know i guess definable by you know a type of writing that they've adhered to and like you know i think that to me is a uh, is one that's nice you know it's not it's inspiring to to see people doing like you know, very different stories and very different styles but um also nice to have people around who uh, you know are maybe uh playing you know tormented by the same questions and you know you can mm-hmm. have those setting questions out and you know what they're working on in that way and i i think for me that's that's what's been very nice to have uh, chris and lucy around and also being I mean, it's just like it's nice to have friends who have similar memories you know like yeah. new york so, city's 2014 is a, a very unique time for me so it's nice to have
0: people who remember that time too so when you're riding roundabout were you sitting down with like those questions in your head as you're writing, or were you just like riding away no i had some i had some I had some definite things i wanted to explore when i
1: had, had started writing roundabout um, i was you know it's a book for me about friendship at its foundation like i wanted to i had i had had a very interesting group of friends that was you know kind of that cliche dream of you know you don't we're not messaging or texting each other we're always just at the same bar on the same night uh you know everyone knows where to go and you Mm -hmm. know it's 15 to 20 people who are all living their their life and you know it's very nice to to get to you know see you know some people are painters and some people are actors and some people are you know, working for the government and some people, you know, like, and it's, it, it was a nice mix and, and that friendship group kind of splintered in 2019. And, and, uh, and, you know, I've been thinking about a lot about how I'd seen a lot of friendship groups change and people change and how that, you know, kind of can destabilize your, your, your life very quickly. And so that was the first part I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to, uh, Kind of, I guess, create a, a friendship group that was uh, indestructible, even mm-hmm. when the rest of the you know, the rest of the pressures of the world are pressing down. Yeah. And then uh, I also was really interested in trying to. Uh, I had been finding myself very uh, frustrated, like the 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 limits of autofiction, uh, and see, you know how I was thinking a lot about how you know to, to me what the, a lot of the books I've been seeing, especially autofiction, as it was being taken into a bigger the bigger publishing industry you know being adopted mm-hmm. by let's say like the big 5 like reading these books is like everyone was so um you know you try and create a character who you might say a bunch of relatable things and you know you read a book and then you say okay like uh that that happened to me and that happens to me and that happens to me so it's like you're trying to funnel all people into one relatable character which i felt i was finding myself getting very bored by and, and also finding myself uh, feeling very individual you know it felt like an individualistic style of writing uh where it's just like one single person so i wanted to try and see if i could do uh maybe flip that on its head so i wanted to try and create a lot of characters who are hard to place uh, that mm-hmm. you don't get a lot about their background you don't get a lot about their personality you just get enough to be able to step into their each of their characters uh, lives and hopefully open you up to to to, you know, to be anti-individual to to have to have to challenge yourself to like f- put yourself into many pe- different people and so mm. to try and flip that feeling so those my, in- i would say those are the two things that i was uh, really interested in when i started writing yeah.
0: it's very interesting that you brought up uh autofiction because i thought that was a thing that was only happening over here but i guess oh, not, no, i mean it's, it's like also- a french it's like
1: i think i, I think you know I, i'm not a I'm definitely not a literary historian but as far as i know it's actually a french uh, a french invention you know uh, annie Arnaud, you know the the recent uh, nobel prize winner is like she's been doing that since
0: oh. 70s 80s yeah okay but it's like take i mean even though it's like french it could still like be maybe dormant over there like a hit yeah. over here yeah but it's I mean, like the, the literary world's like is def- it is it isn't like a french don't they have like a whole different like publishing like industry like compared Definitely. to like the u.s
1: Absolutely. It's very different. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, agree. It's, it's something that is, has become a much bigger thing. And I think a bigger conversation in uh, the U S especially like you know, the different New York scenes. And, uh, I, the French publishing industry is, is like, is very different. You know, the government is involved in it. So like, you know, books, oh, really? have a, yeah, books have a, um, you, there's like, government incentives to keep the price of books low because they want people to read and so like you know you might have your your book published very briefly you know for one of the main publishing houses but then oftentimes it's then uh republished in like a smaller format that can't be more than you know five euros and so you know like the, the payment structures are all different the the um and the size of the market is different uh it's But as I said before, it's like it's harder to pin down. Like there's there's definitely far fewer, um, uh, like you know, hot hot topic or hot style. You know, Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of the young writers, younger writers I know, writing now. Like I'll I'll read their book, and one will be you know some uh, you know complex avant-garde take on this, and then the next one will be like Mm -hmm. a, a, a kind of like a magical mystery uh where there's like a werewolf involved and somehow that's high you know still high literature and then you'll have the next person who's you know writing some you know kind of digital dystopia then the next you know, like there's no there, there's far fewer uh um you know like kind of eras or like you know styles that take over and define how people write because i think that's the you know that's the thing that's funny about auto fiction is like it's definitely on the top of you know the front of our mind and we all talk mm-hmm. about it yeah i mean the, I think there's good and i think there's good and bad it's like it's really cool to have such a diverse range of um of styles and stories uh but I would say that i do maybe that's because as i said before like this this kind of interest in the community is that i do mm-hmm. like seeing something that takes a hold of you know a generation or a moment in a generation um and and obviously that means that you get a lot of you know mimicry and you get a lot of uh people doing what somebody's you know what somebody's already figured out and you know, kind of just you know abiding uh, style and that kind of stuff but or you I get like lo-
0: bullshit like shady business deals behind the scenes sure. you figure out like these companies spent like hundreds of millions of dollars into the marketing of a yeah. book and it's really totally. not that even good yeah yeah i mean yeah. for sure
1: i think and i think so like I, I i would say that i like different things about both i'm 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 definitely more attuned to liking, to see something that maybe, whether for you know bad or good, says something about a moment. And I think that, like, I can definitely see in people, you know, uh, bad you know, battling with either liking autofiction or dislike autofiction, mm-hmm. or thinking about how we write about the self, and you know, like yeah. that. Obviously, to me, can tell me a lot about where, you know, our people, you know, people of a certain age, are in their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think it's like one of the things I do like about, for example, like, um, you know, I, there's a lot of autofiction in France that I think does uh, does the uh, daily writing or the experiment with the self as it exists on a daily basis in a, mm-hmm. in a maybe more unique way. So like, you know, Emmanuel Carrera is, is an amazing writer of autofiction because half of his books are sociological studies about like history or you know biog- biographies of other people and he weaves in his life with these um, you know these narratives that are really informative and very different and, you know so i think mm-hmm. there's there's also ways that like you can mix both you know people some people are doing both and that's nice to see when you find them
0: there was a, a writer that wrote i think hilt now he named an essay after it his first essay is like Tristy Tropics or something, and it was like some mm. famous book where it does that thing that you're just talking about, mm. where it's like anthropological, but then he also the writer also like mixed in their, his only personal experiences into that, the book.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think like like I I've definitely been trying to learn from uh, some of those. Right, you know, maybe not even for my own writing but just like you know, to look at a, a, a style that frustrates you or the style that uh, mm. that maybe you find like kind of negatively inspirational and in trying to figure out how to flip it and turn it into something that maybe is takes that interesting bit so like what everyone is thinking and what everyone is feeling and tries mm. to push it in a slightly new direction for sure,
0: yeah. In your book, it feels very kinetic in a way that I haven't like experienced before. Where it's like it's always moving and moving and moving, but then like every so often, you really just dive in deep into like one specific scene, and mm. this feels like a poet's novel. Like you're cool. a poet that like sat down and wrote a novel. Cool, man. Thanks.
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was. Um, I mean, when I when I started writing it, I, I what I wanted to do. Because I, you know, I had this idea of having eight friends, and so I wanted to to write a a book where, like, you know, or like say, like, start with one story or one chapter, or each character gets to control the narrative for one or two, you know, one paragraph, let's say, and Mm -hmm. uh, and so that naturally made it have to, you know, move very quickly because you know, not only are you trying to tell the story, but you're also then trying to tell, uh, you're trying to show that each person sees the same thing happening slightly differently. So then their opinions start to compete and their biases start to, you know, kind of go into combat with one another. And so, like, there's definitely a... I wanted it to be fast. I wanted it to feel like you're spinning. And that actually, it was, I had come up with that before thinking to put the story on the roundabout where it takes place, which mm-hmm. is just a place... Have you, like, had
0: you, like, seen that before? You came up with that in your head when you're, like, sitting down structuring it out? I had... Some of the stuff I had been writing
1: in like the many years of like writing and failing to get anything published was I was mm-hmm. like, thinking a lot about how you could tell a story where, uh, uh narrators compete for control of truth, uh, or, or you know, what, is, or what is happening and you know, what, what, is, what would be considered true. And, and so like I had finished this, uh, nonfiction book that I published before roundabout and was kind of itching to go, you know, to go write you know, to go write some more fiction, and mm-hmm. I had been, I think, because of it was a book of, of interviews with people, you know, hearing yeah. different people's views on slightly the same subject. It was mainly tailored around mental health and you know what our current society is doing to our mind, and then you know, art by by way of that. And so I think I was just also being, you know, inspired by seeing how many pe- different opinions you could have on a single subject. And so I think that's also how it came about to to do it in that way
0: have you read a uh, real life by uh brandon taylor
1: not yet it's sitting
0: on uh, my my bookshelf right now because it's about it's about a group of friends but it goes over like the course of one day right it's really comparable to the in oh, some cool. ways it is in other ways not no, but true. um or so i guess is like the, the 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 echelon is there like a high echelon over there to like break into in is it hard to break into yeah Oh, uh,
1: honestly, I don't even I don't even know. I was so I'm, I'm learning. I'm only learning right now. Uh, I got signed mm-hmm. recently by a French agent uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who wants to try and tra- get the book translated. Um, so I'm on, like, I'm on, in my first this is my first uh, way into like the actual nitty gritty of the of the the model. It, honestly, it's, it, it doesn't seem as. Uh, it doesn't seem as hard to access. So I know, like, I'm talking to a few friends who've who've tried or succeeded to publish books here. Like, you e- you, you s- email e- with editors at big publishing houses directly, and uh, and oftentimes they will answer. Uh, there's not there's not the same. There's not a lot of. It, it, only now are there more and more agents for French writers. Like there are agents for the thing that I just got signed by. Like people who are who are looking at. Um, english you know english market books and trying to bring them over here but uh you know i have a lot of friends who are just like emailing with like the most prestigious editor who's reading their manuscripts and there's not the agent structure of like trying to get through uh you know two or three steps in hopes that you will be considered um Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a smaller uh more intimate world that way um in terms of like the you know there, there are the big uh well-known publishing houses you know Gadimah, mm-hmm. uh um Gadimah is like the fame you know the, the ultra famous one the one that's kind of been around for a long time uh glassay is one that i really love uh there's uh axud you know like there's there are the 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 titans of the the industry but then there's a a ton of smaller like I guess I mean it's a medium-sized publishing houses that do really well and are able to themselves access all the same you know media and attention that uh, the big houses are doing.
0: In 10 years do you think you'll be writing books or you start your own like publishing press? I mean
1: right like right now I'm, I'm you know because I, I started with publishing and you know, I did I did mm-hmm. publish that magazine for three four years and saw what that life can feel like and it's really fun. Uh, I guess I got to have a little bit of the, the same energy with the first book the, with Paris in mind because it was, mm-hmm. you know, again just trying to show off other people's work. Um, I've so that when I signed the deal for Roundabout, it was a two-book deal, and so uh, the next oh. book is going to be a an anth- where I edit an anthology. So I'm going to be putting people's work together again, and and so I think like. I would like to, I'd like to you know give the boring answer like I would like to be doing both because you know, mm-hmm. if I can find a way to keep writing the books that I want to write personally, but also then tying in projects that go towards publishing, then maybe one day like you know doing a press. Uh, but I think there's like you know right now I'm I'm trying to learn because I'm I'm seeing a lot of let's say kind of uh, m- smaller or medium sized presses kind of taking a lot of the. Uh, the energy and excitement from younger writers, and doing a lot better with books on a big scale uh, mm-hmm. than than some of the bigger presses are doing. And so for me, it's like it's actually I guess it's time I think just to learn because there's a you know there's a, it feels like there's a lot changing. It feels like the, the literary you know the literary scene or the like the greater energy for uh, younger writers is like actually you know kind of growing and growing quickly, especially in like New York and LA um uh, mm-hmm. and i think i think in the next five years it could be a very different um a different vibe for what for what is being done and what can be do and so can be done and so like you know i think uh in 10 years yeah sure i would like to be publishing i would I think that would be a very fun mm-hmm. thing to be doing in my 40s like i would i think that mm-hmm. it would be it would be a, i've always found it really nice to uh be creative for other people i think there's not enough people who are, who are um, uh, thinking about new ways to get younger writers out like it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it's. Uh, i guess maybe like i start when i when you know even doing all this uh work for roundabout and trying to get it out there it's like it can be it can really make you feel certain things about yourself when all you're doing is talking about yourself and so or i you mean it's it? like i you know it's i think it's there's times where it's fun there's times where it's like you feel you feel really lucky to you know I got to, I just got to travel all, all around Europe to to talk about mm-hmm. the book and got to take my girlfriend to two cities She's never been to before off the back of a of a novel and that like I'm very proud of myself for that. But mm-hmm. um, But no, I think there's also times where like eventually it's it, it would be nice to, to It was it was a lot easier to do the the promotion for with Paris in mind because I got to show up other people and maybe hide behind behind that action and that to me felt you know made me feel more connected to other human beings and you yeah, know it feels nice that. it feels nice for for that you know creative energy to go towards you know, helping other people feel accepted or mm-hmm. helping other f- people feel like their work is not being lost uh and so yeah like I, I i like to keep it mixed i like to it to be part of part of the you know the the writing I'm doing to go to mm-hmm. live alongside publishing would be definitely like
0: the the dream. So I remember what I was going to ask you about this book when you're yeah. writing it and you're coming up with the structure of the roundabout and the, the circles. Did yeah. were there other structures that you had in mind that just didn't work out, and did you come up with any new structures that you would like to try out in the future? Hmm. Um. With this book, it was pretty clear, like the, the
1: structure, because like I said before, like I had been working on a book that was very not, you know, I could not do fictional things in it. It's interview, long form interviews that I then like, you know, worked down to come up with the most interesting stuff to to print, and so uh, so I had been thinking a lot about what I wanted to write when I would have the time, and uh, mm-hmm. and so that one was pretty clear, like the the eight person spinning uh, narrative structure you know, then having remembered that I lived for many years on this roundabout that was very fun to sit at, very fun to watch mm-hmm. the world go by and, and had drank a lot with my friends there and and experienced a lot of important things in my life. I was like, oh, well, that just fits. Um, it, it, I would say that like the the work on that structure came much more than, like the editing process of, of, you know, I wrote it, I wrote it quickly and I wrote it, uh, you know, in one certain way. And then once I uh, started working with uh, the editor at relegation books, like, that was, that was uh, where the, the the structure was really, ta- tweaked and tailored into like what it what it became. And that was, I think, maybe um, more interesting, because I had an idea, but then we had to figure out how to, you know, how much do you give when you're doing this thing, that's always moving, and it's very fast. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, no for new for new structures no i think like the, as you said before the this book felt more like uh you know trying to do a poetic a poetic type of storytelling uh one that like that that feeling you know that poetic feeling again leaves you with a lot of space to put in your own your own uh you know life experiences the next book i've just been working on a new book and um and it's definitely much more about storytelling I'm trying to go into the actual plot narrative more and um I've been it's funny I think about this a lot like I grew up in a in a in a family that had you know is very kind of American standard like had been in rural uh, Virginia and moved to Oregon and lived in in rural eastern Oregon and then moved to Portland and and so it's a really big storytelling family and I've been trying to figure out how to kind of do some justice to to that and also just because it's 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 not exactly what roundabout is it's a very it would be roundabout is not about storytelling and it's not a book based on storytelling so I've been trying to work on that so the structures for for anything new are, are, are I think can actually just be more simple and try and have a book that's really just story story forward and
0: okay so this new anthology what is this about um
1: I'm not exactly sure yet uh, i know i know that so when dallas and i were discussing it it what he what dallas is the uh publisher at relegation and he was uh really happy about the community that uh with paris in mind created you know it it, it for a moment even if it was just for a moment like it brought a ton of people's different work together from you know like chefs and writers and filmmakers and musicians you know, it, it put, a lot of different types of people together for a second yeah. and uh and i know that he as a publisher really loved that his you know his publishing house was helping to do that so uh that was kind of the only main remit i got for this uh, book so i've been thinking about thinking about how to do that i'm uh, i'm thinking a lot about um you know maybe that, you know, maybe it fits with what we've been talking about this conversation. Like, like I had a life that I've seen things happening in the U S and then I, Mm -hmm. but I live my life over here. And and the type of community that exists here is, is often more uh, scattered. And so maybe trying to take those, those two different types of feelings and put them together, sharing people's work who, who don't, you know, sharing people's work from one, you know, general area who don't often see it here and maybe vice versa taking people here who are, who are doing stuff here and and showing them that that community in the u.s and and uh so i'd say like i'm not exactly sure yet i've been working on uh you know if there should be a theme what that sh- theme should be and my my girlfriend's a bookseller and we t- we're talking a lot she's been a bookseller for you know, 12 years and seen a lot of anthologies come and go and mm-hmm. i've been talking about what what kind of anthologies seem to you know Get people interested and have a good effect and she you know she's, offered, she's always reminded me that like anthologies can do really badly and can can really get really, lost yeah. in book i've probably seen more either like his, you know history of literature anthologies where you know I, I never studied uh writing i never studied literature so like for me it was it was you know getting a, a norton anthology and like trying to yeah, teach God. I could learn um but i would say that like uh it's usually more like mag like, you know kind of yearly magazines or annuals that i would say are like the kind of anthologies that i've ever picked up because it's like oh wow look at that that's a great list of writers who i you know know of or have heard about and would like to know more and and so for me i think that's also like you know, the the thing to consider is that like if you're trying to show people from a new space new writers then like you, you know, i think you th- you think about it more like a little you know a little a little sample, you know, a little, you know, like a little free sample of like, oh, let's like, you know, check out this person's work, show them, and then especially show them how to interact with all the other stuff they've done. You know, it's mm. kind of like, it's like a business card or, you know, like a little, a little, you know, a little freebie to get them, you know, interested. And so for me, that's the only thing I know about it, but I don't know anything about like what makes or, you know, it's been, it was very helpful to have a, a bookseller for
0: a for a girlfriend, because you know they yeah. they
1: tell you what not to do
0: for sure. Would you ever parse in autofiction in between the anthology sure. selections?
1: Yeah, I mean, I no, like, I'm not mixed the uh, two. Yeah, I'm enough not uh, anti people writing this stuff. I think it's just like it's really cool to watch it as a as a as I said, as a way into the mind. But I think like you know, if you're going to publish it, I think you try and find a way to. To find the stuff that is challenging the style as well yeah uh, because the style can I, I, to me it's like you know it was already very being done very well in 2012 and so the yeah. idea that we kind of are still obsessed with the the style seems odd because like you know i haven't seen a lot of people at least around me do anything that wasn't being done 10 years ago
0: but if you so did like, it within an anthology do you think that would cheapen the anthology part no oh, you're talking about my, my own writing or the, no i was uh, saying like, if you, like okay earlier when i was talking about uh, the anthology or you were yeah. you said well you can't put fiction in the anthology it was like two different books this is a fiction book and then when the paris of mine is a nonfiction. it's right, a okay. it's an anthology i was saying if you do the next anthology if you started putting fiction in between oh, no, sorry. Yeah, the, sorry. F- the selections
1: no no i think the next anthology will be you know fiction Poetry, you know, you know mm-hmm. just, it, it will be a, a free form uh, collection of of writing. It will not be like it won't be the same
0: interview style as before. It will be. But I was going your writing. If you yeah. in like the introduction and then in between the selections, if you created a story, a fictional story that was auto fiction, do you think you could get away with that or do you think people wouldn't go for that?
1: I mean, yeah. So I don't think yeah, the, the way I would look at it, anthology, especially as the the editor, is like I wouldn't want my yeah my writing anywhere near it. You know, like that's yeah, that's that's definitely like would be the last thing I want to do.
0: Yeah, it's too um, gimmicky.
1: Yeah, I think like no, but for for what you in, include, it's it's. There's I don't think there's any, there should be any. Oh, I'm not gonna put this in it or that in it in terms of what other people are writing. I think it's like yeah, you know, it, it like. Also, like, there's a lot of people who are collecting interesting pieces of autofiction that are still being created. But
0: like, yeah.
1: I think it, it, at the same time, it's important for it not to all be that. You know, those. You know, yeah. like, there's, there's a there's a great autofiction anthology that just came out, uh, NDA or something like that. Um, and you know, these are cool, but I think you know, it's good to good to also remind people that there's you know, it can be similar uh, outputs or- that are that are, that are in 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 tune with the moment but maybe are not
0: uh in this style or if you selected pieces that were not auto fiction but then you made the story in between auto fiction sure whoa (laughs) that'd be wild no problem oh you like with the paris of mind okay so you you sat down and you recorded like three hours of like conversations with these people so would you ever put those out as podcasts I don't think so. Promotion I think, I, of the book. I don't think so.
1: Like they they were, they were, so long and so, um, you know. Like I I do think that like when you're doing a podcast or you know in the, in the very limited experience I've had it's like you are, uh, ready for what you are. The fact that you are, you know, you know, more or less, performing with your voice, your ideas. Uh, these conversations were, a lo- I would say, a lot more uh, differently considered, I guess, because they were—you know—you don't have the microphone, you don't have the screen, you don't have the—you know—it's si- you know sitting and having a chat. We were recording on a, you know, on a, a voice recorder. Um, but no, I think that like maybe that was the the fun of it is that like people got to explain themselves slowly, but then by way of making it into a book. I was able to kind of you know, pull in the questions that I thought were the most unique. I mean, I, I you know I'm not I never edited a podcast. I don't know how how much uh, editing goes on in the background, but um, no, I think I, I like that it it again like it can live in a, in a in a similar but different way. You know, you can you can interact with these artists in a in a in a reading format rather mm-hmm. than like listening to them, uh, and you, know, you can. You can bring some of your own self to it because you're not living with them in your ears you're you're kind of having to um, come up with you know provide a bit more of yourself in how you interpret what they're saying i did about half of them in french and my french is
0: uh
1: is okay uh i was definitely pushed to the limit of Mm -hmm. what how i could speak in those things and also like you know you start to realize when you're you know with you know smart interesting French speakers who are who are you know concerned with with their craft and giving you uh giving you like very complex answers and you realize I have not understood <laughs> anything yeah. you just said so like how am I gonna how am I gonna like rescue this moment and come up you know come up with something so that was that was definitely a challenge and then like trying to listen back for through four hour conversations oh, transcribe Christ, and it, was, it was like it was a oh, it was a fun God. idea and then once you know I got definitely a I was definitely like in the weeds for Mm -hmm. for a while trying to produce the book at the end
0: jesus what did like anyone get left out
1: no 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 i I was i was super i was very uh i I spent probably like two months um you know being very like you know if i'm going to ask this person to sit down for three hours there's no way they're they're not getting the book um so no I, i took a lot of time in the front end to to decide who i wanted to speak to i went to a lot of shows i went to a lot of exhibitions i went to like i saw people's work first but oh, that's interesting try cool. to decide if it was you know what i went to some of these restaurants that they the cooks cooked at you know i tried try to see what would work or what wouldn't work so
0: was there anyone like uh, out of the age range i guess because i thought everyone was like in between the ages of like 20 30. yeah roughly i would say that it was probably like 20 to
1: 35 okay uh,
0: but like did you go to like the restaurants how do you know what their age is going to be the chef
1: uh you you could like you know i guess maybe it's paris so there's a lot there's a uh i mean it's the same in new york it's the same anywhere it's like there's a reverence for good okay. chefs so you can find out about their about them before and uh i i've, I've often found out about them through friends of friends who's like oh you got to check out this guy's stuff he's doing interesting work and you know, so it was usually through uh, personal connections that I found these people, and so I had known a little bit about them.
0: Were there any art styles that you weren't expecting to put in the book that went into the book? No, I mean chefs. Chefs
1: were the most fun. I think chefs were the most yeah. different. You know, all the rest of them are ones that I think you know people who are book interested are often film interested, or you know they might have a relationship with photography or with music. You know, everyone everyone being somebody generally have everyone having a relationship with music. Uh, but no, the, the chefs was the were the most fun because it was it was a medium that like, you know, it's definitely artistic. Uh it, it probably has like some of the more uh the more like badass energy, the more like, mm-hmm. you know, stereotypical badass people are now, you know, cooks in kitchens that you that are, you know, getting Michelin stars, like these people are are definitely living a a certain lifestyle that we maybe hold up. In previous other art art forms mm-hmm. uh, it's now these like kind of tough you know salt- of the- air chefs who are who are you know kind of filling that role and so the like I said before these these schools that are are part of the governmental system of retraining uh are you know they help you get connected to good good uh, restaurants and you get to you know be a stage you know, get to do your like internship with good restaurants and you're often on your way so I'd say no I would say it's pretty
0: accessible for for most people if you decide you want to do it so when you're not writing or reading are you partaking in other like art styles or experimenting with painting or documentaries or anything Did i make myself no um
1: i uh i think you know france is great for uh, being getting to be a a spectator you know there's great exhibitions great museums mm-hmm. good music good you know good food um, i would say that like I, you know, I have I've found a nice group of friends who are, you know, doing art themselves. I, you know, I've been uh, writing for a long time and like this in my, one of my best friends painting studios. And so, you know, I get to watch him paint, you mm-hmm. know, while I, while I write, which is, which oh, is cool. cool. Um, that's been a, that's been, I would say, you know, I'm learning about painting and learning about the act of painting through that. No, but for for me, it's it's usually it's usually just just the writing stuff in terms of what I'm doing, and then you know just spend trying to spend a lot of time uh, in the city, watching watching the city go by, like you know going for walks. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I would say that like any any creative pursuit for me is it, I, it hard to it's I would say it's hard to find. I, I'm not I'm definitely not one of the people who are uh, able to like put you know put some into writing and then go paint for myself like it does and, and for some reason never goes that direction I'd say like yeah go, go to I'd rather go play basketball or yeah or, you know go uh, go for a walk uh, when mm-hmm. I'm not when I'm not writing. that's where it are goes you want to. a basketball team no okay. no I just there's a there's a couple courts that are good to play at and, oh. and uh, very fun to very funny to uh something I've learned is that like all the moves you've learned as an American basketball boy. Do mm-hmm. not translate here. Like, oh, you, really? I try and give people like a, a nice shoulder shimmy pump fake, and they don't follow yeah. me, and then then I look ridiculous because I, uh, you know, the moves that would have broken somebody down on, on the on the street courts of Portland, Oregon, are not yeah. uh, are are not worth much here.
0: I saw you dedicated this book to Jian. Like, yeah, were you really yeah. really good friends with him?
1: Uh, no, it was. It was uh, I met him in a in a funny weird way. I ended up uh, at his. Um, house in Italy for a mm-hmm. week uh on you know very random circumstances and got to know him there and spent a, a really a really nice week with him and and uh, I had just uh gotten a book deal for with Paris and mine but you know still trying to learn how to write different things and talk to him you know didn't talk that much about books honestly we just kinda of hung out for a week and but he gave me some pointers and I really wanted to to uh write a book for him you know this book when i first started writing it i had him in mind uh, to to sell it to Uh, and so you know it took three years between that or two years i guess between that time to finish this book um and had sent it off to him uh and he Hmm. responded with some really nice stuff and we were supposed to talk about it more and that and then he passed so i don't know if it was going anywhere i'm you know i want to assume that but uh he was somebody i wanted to impress as i Mm -hmm. by 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 hearing all the different stories about him so many people seem to have had that feeling and um so i had written this for him basically wow and uh and so yeah it was i wanted to dedicate it to him because he you know the dream of having him edit it was the the motivating factor of when i was writing it so
0: felt to uh
1: to dedicate it to him
0: so was his death really hard on you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for, you know, for, for, I guess
1: more than anything, just because, you know, he was somebody who was bringing a, 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 very, uh, unique energy to writing, to the mm-hmm. writing world. You know, like shit, like you, you know, hearing all these stories about how important he was for so many writers and their mm-hmm. dreams of writing and what they wanted to see writing be like. I think you know. I knew him. I knew him for a week, uh, and then we talked, you know, talked off and on for a couple more years. Uh, you know, had a lot of laughs with him in, in text message. That's like you know, that's the extent of our relationship. So, like, you know, I was sad in a very small way personally, but like in a very big way for uh, losing something, you know, losing someone, and I would say even something like that mm-hmm. uh, for the the act of writing for independent literature for uh, different types of
0: stories that can be brought forward, like definitely like crushed. But you say you like, you spent a week with him. I feel like sometimes time is weird because I feel like you could spend a week with someone and get to know them more than someone else. Maybe you've known for like six or seven years. So what we just,
1: I mean, it was honestly, it was just very simple. Like a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of jokes a lot of storytelling mm. I, I in that I've only in that I only spent a week with him I don't know how much I knew about him uh mm. we got along and that was fun and uh but
0: I mean if you like you you wanted him to edit the book yeah it, he must have had a profound effect like on you
1: definitely I mean he he was very uh in, I mean again he was very inspiring about what we should and shouldn't give to not only writing, but also uh, publishing and, and trying to get things published and trying to you know get agents and trying to get you know like all of these uh, things that make up uh, our dream of writing you know all of the the levels that we actually, you know he was no bullshit and you know, didn't have a lot of time for it and I think that like that was inspiring first off and then to have uh, to have then. You know, been able to understand his work better and what he could bring out of other people's work because that's often what he was talking about when we were talking about books. Is just you know what he was trying to bring out of other stories, um, and mm-hmm. I found that really great because you know uh, again not having not having had a, a, a formal education in literature or creative writing, I was really desperate to find somebody to you know teach me new things and and he you know the way he talked talked about it was. Uh, was really motivating and really interesting. And, and, uh, and I thought that, you know, with his insight, especially a book that was, uh, you know, trying to tell a story in a new way, I would have loved to see, you know, see what he could have Mm -hmm. done to, to help it. And, but, you know, I think because the feedback I got that the, you know, the, the small amount of feedback I got from him was, you know, also like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, You know, it's a few text messages I will cherish in terms of motivating me to keep going and to keep trying, and that was really yeah that was really cool too.
0: Yeah, I like it was like one night in like 2013 or 2012 where it was like me and him we just like texted to each other all night because Brandon Hobson sort of motivated me to introduce myself to him, and then I emailed him like a fan letter. Yeah, and then he was gonna come like do his a Skype reading at this college i was going to but then the skype thing messed up anyways we were texting each other all night for one night and i just were like we'll always remember that he was like the coolest dude i think so that's, humble.
1: The, that's something that I, I would like you know i would like to you know see more of and try and remember to to do is like you know i could have. you don't often hear about people who everyone looks up to also texting back everyone who texts, you know, like yeah. everyone who messages, everyone who reaches out gets mm-hmm. some sort of usually pause, you know, slightly positive, if not more than that, you know, very positive mm-hmm. interaction. And I think like this, this, this writing world is, is, can be so cutthroat and so yeah. uh, catty and so cold. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I've, there's a, been a few people I look up to and you know, reach out to. And and it seems like the ones that have always meant the most to me uh, as writers or what they produce are mm. often the ones who actually respond as well. And uh, and I think that's really incredible. And I think that like, you know, the idea that so many people have a story like you and I had with mm. this one person is like, yeah, you know, we got to be making sure to do that with other people and pass that on because I know so many people who go into this writing world and then quit because it's, it can be so impersonal and so you know yeah. you put so much of yourself into something and don't hear anything back and
0: i see a lot of that man like a lot of people that publish like books of poetry they'll publish like one or two books and then they drop off the face of the I, planet i think it's hard i mean it's hard to
1: put stuff out and you know like a, a, a book can be you know we, we never know how how much a book means to somebody some people i think like you know, especially if it's their first book of poetry, and and they had to, you know, if, if they never got any positive feedback, or they really had to fight so hard to get it out there, and then only to see that, you know, they might not get a chance to do a second one. You know, like, there's so many you know. landmines in trying to write stably over the course of many years. And uh, you, know, you know, I'm I've been trying in different ways to write a book for, you know, try to a book of fiction or books of poetry for ten years, and and like you kind of have to be insane. Uh, to 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 not you know to not start feeling negative in the way like you you have to push through it obviously but like it's just so much negative feedback and usually so much not even negative feedback but so much uh absence of feedback yeah um, omission. And i think that that's the part is like if it, you know to the amount of people who you know submit to something and you know you get the you get nothing back or something that's you know so much so you know formulaic back like shit like it's it's uh a lot of the stuff people are sending mean a lot more to them i think than than we know and so i think that's you know something that giancarlo did well is like uh to to respond to everything mm-hmm. so that no you know so that no person's you know if, as you said if, if you look if this is your hero or you're something you look up to and you know, if they respond and then, then you're alive and you're not alone and like that mm-hmm. that i think is something that's so hard in the in the Kind of in the when you put writing which is not always good but definitely means something to people and you put it into the like the business like wood chipper like mm-hmm. you know, man it's uh it's it's, it's it, it can result i think in a lot of people quitting very quickly
0: yeah do you do you think you would have written this if you had not gotten a book deal um is in uh,
1: the book deal to bring it roundabout out. Yeah. Oh no, I'd written I'd written You'd it. You'd already written it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'd, I'd written, oh, I wrote yeah. it. I wrote it with hopes of uh Tyrant or uh the on publishing. I think he was, he was transitioning into maybe another project as well. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I had written it hoping they would publish it. Okay. Um when when Giancarlo passed, it, then I, I kind of just sat there. Untouched for about a year and a half. Really? Uh, until I, you know, and I, you know, I, it really, I mean, it really like that was, it gave me, you know, gave me the yips for sure uh, after that. In tri- well, just I had had, you know, I'd, I'd written this thing with the person I wanted to get to go to and they had responded positively. And then obviously then, you know, never, never know what would have happened. So then I tried to, you know, I didn't want to touch that book because there was now so much uh confusion around what it should Mm be i tried to write other books you know tried to start a few other books that i had kind of ideas over and couldn't couldn't do that and so it took you know it took about a year to uh to realize i needed to like do something with roundabout before moving on to whatever you know the next projects will be we just had to cut it out yeah and so and and i wanted to you know i realized i wanted to be you know out with somebody who i knew was a caring person, a caring publisher in Dallas has always been that relegation books has always been that. Um, and they was, it was such a positive first experience with Paris in mind. And so brought the the book to him and he considered it. And we talked about this plus the anthology and how it could work, how that, those two projects could work well together. And so it made me feel better after all the different emotions tied into, uh, it's publishing to have it come out with somebody who I know, uh like personally cares about my work and my writing and so um yeah,
0: I thought I thought sense. Lauren was your publisher.
1: Lauren is uh first off a good just a good friend of mine and has been for you know 10 mm-hmm. years. she is uh, the publicist at relegation books. okay yeah so she she, she she relegation books and her have worked together for I think 10 years with her being their
0: publicist. She seems to be like a real fan of like indie literature yeah, within the like, U.S. She's a she's also an amazing force of a person
1: to have gotten to live alongside for you know ten years. She she was the one who found like you know found me in my work. Really, honestly, like I was a I was a, a very bad waiter who had been you know, relegated to lunch shift at like a kind of fancy New York restaurant, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I waited on her table, and she like. For some reason decided to strike up a conversation with me and really my publishing and you know t- kind of took me took me uh, you know under her under her guidance and you know invite started inviting me to parties and this was back in 2014 when i was when i was living in new york and has been a good friend ever since you know when i've needed when i've been you know nowhere to stay nowhere to go she's taken me in and you know helped me and so she's been a, a real how
0: many writers do you think she'd met before that Oh, I mean probably thousands
1: I think you know, she's really she's really uh you know a person who is you know generous with her time and is is somebody who you know outside of her own work is somebody who helps connect people and get things going like you know she's you know' it's, I'm always meeting people who have had uh you know their their work and their life
0: changed by her support so but do you uh, think like because I bet if she's done that before Maybe it was just something you, maybe it was just like the communities that you were within. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it, it, it,
1: again, it's like, it's, it's something we kind of already said with Giancarlo is like a generosity of spirit. It's like, you know, somebody, if somebody has, is, is looking, you know, is looking towards the the world that they're in with, with a desire to answer the message or the desire to, to connect you with the right person who you need to be connected with.
0: Does she ever, like, call you up and, like, I met this waiter that was like you and I'm bringing him to parties? (laughs) She's never never tried to make me jealous, no. Okay. Do you think she's met other people that way, though? I don't know. I mean, maybe. uh, No, I think... uh, Did you bring up Mel Pages? Maybe that she knew about it. Hmm. Maybe she knew about Mellow pages and you brought up Mellow pages, yeah, who, like I
1: don't, I don't I really don't know I mean like she's always telling me about different people she' meets She's always introducing okay. me to people with like fun stories of how they know each other so I would say that like it, it it's a testament to how you know good you know good she is at connecting with people how good she is at being generous like
0: yeah I read her essay about uh Jean on yeah Hub.
1: yeah I know, I know that they had a very special friendship for a long time and and you know I don't know much about it but would uh, you ever start you have to talk uh, to her about it but like as far as i know looking at their connection was very was very beautiful for sure
0: would you ever start a residence i
1: i've never done one so i don't know what they feel what they feel like you know I, well you uh, went to
0: I, john's place for a week
1: yeah but like that that wasn't it wasn't um that was like just to, like i was just there on vacation basically you know i didn't do the oh, i wasn't there on the on his writing retreats i wasn't yeah you know, i don't know i don't know what happened like it seems whatever is happening with the the Trapano foundation seems really cool um you know i don't know what's i don't know what a uh a, a residency entails so i think yeah, like, i don't either i will answer it when I, I mean it seems cool like how if if by getting to start a residency means i have a, a beautiful house with like really cool history and you know i have yeah. like a small castle in my front yard like I'll definitely take that, but uh, yeah. but no, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I uh, I've talked to a few friends who've done residencies, and they they often say that like, you know, it's it's a nice way to meet people. You know, it kind mm-hmm. of, especially if you haven't done an MFA, it's a it, it exposes you to some of the connections that MFAs give you. But other than that, like, you know, writing for two weeks in in a beautiful place, like, sure, definitely. You,
0: know, you could just have a beautiful place where like writers come stay on their vacation absolutely oh i mean I would, uh, yeah exactly like,
1: but i think mean that's the the bit is like i think had had i been there under different circumstances i would have had to to work or would have had to you know feel like i needed to produce something and so you know just getting to meet an interesting person in that world with mm-hmm. no with you know nothing to do besides like swim in the pool and mm-hmm. you know crack jokes about you know whatever like i don't think it would have felt the same for sure
0: do you think if you had not never gone to Paris and you'd like stayed where you grew up that you would be more like on the internet?
1: I'm from Portland, Oregon. I left in two thousand eight um, uh, had I stayed in Portland I mean, I don't know Port Portland had a moment you know right after I yeah. left, uh, which was pretty cool as far as I can mm-hmm. understand um, in terms of music especially in art writing um i don't i didn't grow up with that much of like a a connection to the internet Um, yeah it was not you know i was playing baseball basically playing basketball Mm. i was very much like you know sports and being outside and so it was not the 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 act of being like i I do not have that fun and interesting story of like oh, i was a person who really learned life at a very young age on the internet which i think like it's that when i say that i actually like sometimes when i say that about not having been connected sometimes i do feel a, a jealousy of like the the very interesting perspective of having grown up very connected to internet culture gave a lot of writers i now know um so no i don't think i would have i don't think i would have gone more to the internet just because uh That definitely wasn't who I was as a as a you know seventeen year old.
0: I guess um, I, th- I heard uh, when you were describing like Paris and just like everyone's painting, everyone's doing some art thing. It just reminded me very much of like the internet. What the internet is to yeah. me. Yeah,
1: yeah but I mean, I think that's a, a beautiful thing. I think that like like as somebody who is always looking for like a physical community, I wish I had a better. uh a better relationship with internet community. It's not one that I've ever figured out how to to understand fully. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. never I've never been somebody u- using Twitter to actively uh, engage with other people. I've not. Like, it's not a it's not a thing that ca- has ever come naturally. And I say that with some jealousies because I think had I, have I if I was more literate with those spaces, I could fulfill some of the you know the, the 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 whenever i feel like i lack community especially an art community mm-hmm. i know that it's just online but i can't you know i, I i'm not great at interacting in those ways and i like and especially
0: terrible at interacting right well it's, yeah. it's funny because
1: like what what i've no, has made me laugh now is you know seeing you know, new york city getting a a new energy around literature and you know me being far away and definitely like you know, I watch it like kind of like a TV show, you know, like it's, uh, it's like my favorite, you know, it's like my favorite TV show is like, Oh, like a community, a community space about writing that mm-hmm. does so that uh, that, um, uh, like projects or, or, um, uh, you know, puts so much of its, not only its phys- regular content of literature, you know, poetry, fiction, music, whatever, but also like a lot of the interactions with the community. So I kind of, you know, I'm able to watch this like a TV show. I would say that, like, like you know, par- being in Europe definitely is one that has, you know, sometimes feels good to be far away from home. And it gives me a perspective mm. on home that I definitely wouldn't have had before, but also leaves me uh, uh, feeling disconnected from some of the things I understand better.
0: Um, and I think you're more lucky. Movies- yeah, stay mean, off the internet and just stay yeah. curious
1: yeah i mean i guess the same the same question could be back to you is like as somebody who found those things at certain places back you know certain moments of your life like do you feel now getting older that it's a thing that you enjoy still oh yeah to? definitely
0: man because yeah. i only grew up I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. i lived with my goddamn parents at 34 35 i dropped out uh, in 2014 and then i went back to school in 2019 because of lucy and chris oh, amazing and i took french I took three years of that which was fucking hell but right, i got through right, right. it got that requirement your, your, sub, your subju- subjunctives are uh no oh, straight you. no i don't <laughs> no, even I i'm uh, do that I've, shit.
1: i've got to get a i've got to get a new visa to, to stabilize here you know a bit more here like i'm on that you know i can almost get basically get a green card but i gotta mm-hmm. prove a certain level of french that's like oh really? that i've got to, I've got to go take a test in january it's like if i get it i can become a like a, basically a green card holder and uh man it's, it's giving me nightmares the subjunctive and the conditional bet, man. tenses then
0: you suck dude <laughs> yeah basically like i feel like finding the indie lit world online was like it's like another life separate from the one i'm living and it's like it's a distraction and a delight yeah and it gives me life great and to keep going you know yeah i mean i think like i I think that that's uh
1: it's really special that uh those you you know i think like the internet adjacent literary world is is doing well and seems to be Mm -hmm. doing even you know like we're having a second generation of that now and and that seems pretty cool because i think like from a lot of stories i hear of people who have like you know started writing and started like putting their work into that Mm -hmm. that public space that like you know i hear stories like you know writers who were you know obsessed with tyrant books at like 14 in some place that you know you've never heard of in arizona and Mm -hmm. that, that gave them a direction to go in life or you know, that are, and I have to assume now, especially with how much even you know, even greater the connection to the online space has become, like it's, I'm sure, is giving people, uh, you know, hope and giving people delight. Uh, yeah. And that, that feels really cool. Uh, it feels really
0: cool to watch, at least. Have you read uh, Fuckboy? I have, Sean? yeah. yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah, I it too.
1: The, uh, I would say that, like, the idiom like the, the, the voice is really special. Uh, I, I was thinking, I thought about it a lot a few months ago because I was thinking about like the absence of uh, explanation and how, you know, I kind of talked about it with what I tried to do in roundabout. It's like trying to, trying to not give everything. Um, And that book, actually, I read, I read a, a piece of his on, that he wrote about Emmanuel Carrera, but linked to his experience writing fuck And I think it was on a Mar- Mars review of books and, um, and it really helped me understand fuck better. And mm-hmm. I thought that was, uh, and I guess what it helped me understand is like uh, the app, ab- the absence is important. Uh, the, the, the things that you, the kind of things that feel hollow can actually be some of the best parts of the book because you have to fill those things with your, your own biases mm-hmm. and your own feelings. And, uh, and, um, and so I'd say that like that book feels special to me, especially like the first half of the book where, uh, he's riding around doing, uh, Postmates. It's mm-hmm. like, that's, you know, I, that is a really like odd and, and, and like kind of hollow life, uh of like you know having to like schlep people's you know like pizzas back and forth and Mm -hmm. you know seeing people who order like a croissant and have it delivered Mm -hmm. by a post you know like you know the french equivalent of postmates is like Mm -hmm. it's a very odd life and uh, i think especially that first half of that book he really you know lets you step in yourself into that kind of absent space and i think that was a Mm -hmm. huge success um i don't you know I, i i guess to me the next bit is like what does that idiom become? Uh, will, will it be in the next book? I'm like, I'm excited to see what, uh, what that becomes for sure.
0: You think he's writing another book? I don't know. I I
1: hope so. I think like, I think as you know, like that book made, you know, gave literature a fun energy for a moment because Mm -hmm. the idiom is the way it is. And, and I think like, you know, I, I read some criticism of the idiom online and like that is, uh you know, I think a bit boring because like whether you, you can not like the idiom, but like it's mm-hmm. definitely fun and I think it got more people reading than previously were. Yeah. Uh you know, I love that he like published stuff about basketball afterwards on like in like sports magazines. You know, like let's get some of the, the boys like, you know, like had had I not yeah. left Portland, I probably would be playing in an adult rec basketball league. Uh oh, you know, yeah. I would be trying to that da- and maybe fuck boy would have come out and I would have been like, oh like that that mm-hmm. is me. So I can, I can go in and get into literature that way. So I think like, uh, I hope if he can find a way to, to write another book, it can be totally different or totally the same, but if it like, you know, bring some of that energy to, to writing and to publishing, like all the better.
0: Did you see any of the controversy between him and Sam Pink? Or did I read, I, I honestly, I read
1: his- that. I read whatever that main article was and didn't get it. Cause like, I'm not, i wasn't that connected
0: to good
1: uh to outlet you know 20 2010 like i've never read any sam pink uh, yeah. so i don't know uh i don't know if it's what it says it was mm-hmm. uh
0: and honestly like you know i got you know, I, I i think you have I the don't better understanding, so i don't know yeah yeah you have the better experience completely missing that and just enjoying the book yeah i mean i think like you
1: know these things are these you know maybe it sold a few more books and maybe a few more people got got both books out into the world like you know maybe more people are reading fuckboy and sam pink's work by way of that little controversy so like, i
0: doubt i think one you choose one person and you go with them yeah, there's a it, complete rage yeah. about uh, bummer stupid
1: bummer no i i uh i it's funny i was i was sitting in a in my in like a house in like rural england reading this and realizing i was like man
0: i have no idea what is going on here like good yeah yeah just like man being egocentric and doing mm-hmm. the opposite thing of what you were talking about gian john was doing yeah well i sam, think because you know. he reached out to sam pink and like sam pink like i don't know was a, mm-hmm. i don't want to go into it but sure no I, yeah it, it, it would be lost on me but uh you know all
1: i know is that like like I think books like that, like, maybe what's cool, I guess, about books like fuck boys, like, uh, they are, they can be definitely likable. And I'm sure other people who really didn't like it. And I think that like, mm-hmm. as far as that, like, that is a huge success right now, because it feels like there's a lot of books that like, just have to be liked. You I mean, Like everything, yeah. everything you read about them is positive. Everything you read about them is this is the next voice of the generation yeah. This is the next uh, going to be the next great thing. And you read it, and you're often left At least for me, often left absent, like like feeling very uh, unfulfilled because of how much it was talked up. But also like being very uh, uh, confused by why uh, like this book was given this uh, pride of place. Whereas like, I think cool for a book to be uh, definitely understandable and definitely, uh, you know, to create a a diversity of feelings that were publicly shared. Like, Mm -hmm. feels like a better thing for literature than, uh, than you know, ubiquitous, uh, respect or ubiquitous, uh, uh, you know, like this book is great and everyone
0: thinks it's great. Mm -hmm. I feel like that even with like canonical books, there'll be all this praise and I'll read the praise. But then I, when I read the book, I'll love it, but for a completely different reason and I'll not understand any of the other praise that I've read before. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think that's
1: better that way, I think. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's so hard. I think it's so hard now in, in, especially if you are online and you know, interested in the book world or trying to write, you know, you just get flooded with, you know, I think if you're paying attention, like you just get flooded with all these weird, you know, cross signals of like, who said this about this book? And, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't make sense based on what they've written before. and you know, it's a very confusing thing. And so I think trying to come into a book without knowing much and just being able to enjoy it for, or not enjoy it is, a, yeah. is a, is a, is a much, is a much more interesting way
0: to, to read. I saw, uh, um, on your Instagram, you met, uh, May-Lan a few weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she did, she, she moderated my uh, event in Berlin.
0: How was that? How'd that go?
1: She was incredible. Like she was uh, her the way she handled the the talk, the way the type of question she did, she like brought in like um she brought in uh, this like format that she had picked up off a podcast, like rapid fire, nice. like where she where she had like broken down certain characters from roundabout and like mm-hmm. had me decide if they were like criminal or or not criminal, and like I had to, you know, awesome. basically like judge my my own characters on the spot, which was so cool. Uh, like really, you know, I'm really uh, indebted to her for for you know, like great that she did the emceeing, mm-hmm. but like the amount of effort and the amount of like care she put into the questions she was creating were. So it was so cool. And, I think uh, she
0: should have a podcast. That sounds awesome. I mean,
1: based on based yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Based on having to like have answered her questions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, she was a she I she was a very important person in my writing life. Uh, I was living at Shakespeare and Company in 2014
0: mm-hmm. when
1: uh, Things to Make or Break uh, came out, and it was published by. Do you remember you've seen CB Editions, her original publisher of that book? Uh, I'm not sure. It's this like really, it's this old guy, old English guy who like, he just does like kind of like card paper covers, really, really really basic. And I remember just finding the book uh, at Shakespeare Company, like on, you know, we close the shop and then you're kind of, you live above it. So I was just like kind of poking around at different books and found Mayland's book. And and, like, it really, it was one of those first ones that made me realize, like, I want to try and do this myself. You know, the Mm -hmm. books I've been reading previously were usually people from the past. And I had not come across uh contemporary literature yet.
0: Yeah, her and, book is badass. I so, I found yeah. it through Lucy's uh, Shabby doll reader. Yeah, yeah. She was talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, had you yeah, met yeah. Maylan previously?
1: I had, yeah. I had. I had met uh Maylan in 2015 when I was living in London. I think uh in some way through I, I not I think I can't remember the way in which, but it was some way through uh Lucy and Chris. Uh, and then when I moved, well, so I was living in London, still working on my magazine mm-hmm. and then moved back to Paris and, uh, uh, and put on a reading, uh, where it was, uh, Chris, Lucy, a couple of my friends from, uh, Paris and Mayland. And, uh, so we did a reading and hung out there. And, and then I think, honestly, I mean, I'm not sure we had seen each other, we had seen each other maybe maybe since 2015 so like a good eight years and you know, wow. she's moved to Berlin and she now speaks like amazing German and she's got her a, a whole interesting life that she's made for herself in in Berlin and, and uh, so really cool to like see somebody after so long and we you know caught up on all that stuff and it was a uh, you know as I said before like she she really was the you know the most generous moderator uh of the conversation liked- I could imagine
0: she like pops up like out of nowhere and then will like disappear and yeah. pop up out of nowhere and then yeah. like disappear and like pop up. Yeah. out of nowhere. Super inspiring. Like, you know, just, she's doing yeah. her thing. I like, think
1: she's like, you know, I don't know. She's like, you know, you'd be, you'd be, you know, for what you're saying uh, about asking if I painted or asking if I do any, other, like she's doing tons of other really interesting, creative stuff. That's like, that's a person who I, whenever I talk, whenever I talk to her, like you know every every six months or so it's some new amazing uh creative outlet that she's not only trying but like doing at a very high level and uh yeah i'm definitely inspired by that
0: all right should i let you go or do you want to keep talking Uh, i'm
1: happy to happy to keep talking if you got other if you got other questions i'm happy to keep going for a while i've got to go i got to go in like 20 minutes
0: okay i was just wondering about you growing up in the states if you want to go into that Sure. Um, grew up
1: in Portland, Oregon, uh, yeah. very much like the standard, uh, the standard West Coast uh, life, uh, like the, you know, basketball Why'd you move? shorts and and uh, why did you hmm? move in 2008? Just go to university, went to college in Boston. Uh, OK, All and right. so like wanted to see the East Coast and wanted to see more of the country. What
0: did you major uh, in? Business, actually. It, so it yeah. was a,
1: it was a, it was like I said, I, you know, was not expecting to have lived a life in, you know, books and trying to write. Back then, I was like, in in Oregon, I did like a, I started a a t-shirt design mm-hmm. business when I was in high school. How'd that and go? Like, <laughs> it was fun, man. We just yeah. uh, we put on like really goofy, like you know, like it was when streetwear was really. Mm-hmm. 2000, you know, mid 2000 streetwear, yeah. bright colors, like Stussy and, and yeah. uh, all these kind of things. So, like we were doing these big, all over print t shirts and uh, selling them and in, in like, you know, we would like bomb the Portland farmers market and try mm-hmm. and sell our shirts around and, and, uh, and then so yeah, I was like, uh, you know, not knowing what I wanted to do. It felt cool to like be a, an entrepreneur. So I decided yeah. to go to business school and and uh, it was a business school that I started getting into books and, and literature a little bit. But it was because it was business school is very boring.
0: So uh, in high school, you had no like literary like interest? None. Uh, oh, no. I mean, I,
1: had, like, I was I, I, got, I was very lucky. So I was, as I said, like very much not interested. And then, I, you know, like, like a lot of the stories go, I just had an amazing teacher. Uh, okay. His name was uh, Manuel Mateo. Uh, that was my mm-hmm. junior year. Mm -hmm. literature teacher and uh that year at our school we had to write like the our first ever big paper Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a about a literary analysis paper so you got assigned or you got to choose a a writer you had to read four or five of their books and then you Mm -hmm. had to write a like a 60 page paper which for a high schooler was i remember being like terrifying yeah and uh and i remember what was funny is that like the way you got assigned your writer was uh you know it was like alphabetical order student in class by mm-hmm. first name gone no and no person could do the same writer so like uh. like you know every all of the kind of i think people you would know at 16 were chosen and I'm w so I'm like one of the last choices and um was looking through that book like 100, a hundred a thousand and one books to read before you die and i was like shit like who am i going to pick like i don't read books like mm-hmm. i just try to find a writer who was had a bunch of uh entries in this book and uh randomly came across philip roth knowing nothing about philip roth mm-hmm. and so i had to go through five of five of philip roth's books and write a write a an essay and got like 99 percent on it the first time i'd ever been mm-hmm. you know getting a, getting a really good grade in english and mm-hmm. uh, and the teacher pulled me aside and like you know have never you know never experienced it before like you know, this was special like you know please keep reading like please mm-hmm. you know get involved with with this and so i didn't right away go down that path mm-hmm. but that was like, definitely the first time where i was realized like oh that was fun i enjoyed that like it clearly you know gotten positive feet you know it just shows what positive feedback can do for you
0: have you sent him a copy of this book I have not.
1: I, it crossed my mind. I'm trying to track him down. I don't know exactly oh, where you. he is. You know, like he was. It's a Portland public school teacher. Like, you know, yeah. They, it's circa 2006, so like, it's yeah. kind of hard to find the the records. But I'm, I'm I should be able to find them. Like Portland's not that big of a city.
0: All right. Okay. Do you want to read a, a selection from the book? Sure. Sure. Ooh. Is there any part that you
1: that you particularly wanted, or you want me
0: to start from the top? I like. I think it's page 42 two it's been like jude and matt they're fighting someone and someone ends up on the ground like a coaching character it's 42 i think i'll start
1: from the paragraph okay uh before Jude jude felt a calling like he'd always felt war would feel not the new war they had now old war war song war with its dream of peace Jude remembered playing imitation war games with Matt at school with their little bodies that would shout their way into achieving seriousness and imitating men. He remembered how the games would usually transition from the heroic, cha- the heroic charges and forced reti- retreats into the weekly beatings Matt would bait his way into receiving from the older boys, bigger than him and better at war. Jude, Jude could feel the confusion when in his attempts at rescuing Matt from his beatings, sometimes Matt would set upon Jude himself Matt lost in a punch-drunk tantrum, the two in their dirty little uniforms, Matt punching and punching Jude and the, belly, and, the, and the bellies laughing at the spectacle. Jude had learned he had to wait out the fight safely from the side, watching Matt's frail little body with kid arms sticking out of a polo shirt and spindly kid legs in cloth shorts throw themselves into the wood chipper of bullies, almost as if he received pleasure from the doing so. Jude would sprint to Matt only when the fights were firmly over. Matt splayed on the ground like a cartoon failure, sometimes bloodied, but usually just smudged. Jude would stand over Matt and wonder how he could always look so happy, so at peace. When Jude would ask if Matt was all right, Matt would say, I feel alive. Jude didn't know what that meant yet, so he always asked and Matt would always say the same thing. You'll understand when you're older, though Jude was older than Matt. Jude was older now. He had been getting perpetually older since those moments, and still he didn't understand. If anything, he understood less and less. In wanting to understand, in wanting to prove his new life hadn't resigned him to ignorance, Jude stepped between Matt and the other boy, put his hands on both Matt's shoulders, and tried to make him look away from the other boy. Matt's eyes were terrifying. Jude could see how relaxed they were. They held no tension. They were Matt's happy eyes the eyes he'd always used to have during their childhood. Jude flinched and then felt Matt lifting him, moving him calmly to the side, like Jude was one glass too many. Jude felt helpless, embarrassed, ashamed at how easily his body was made insignificant to the night, how little he knew about protection. He hoped Leia had been looking away at that moment, and then he stepped back and let it happen, like always.
0: Thank you. Cool. Have you thought about doing an audio Version of the book?
1: I would love to. I uh I, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to make that happen, but I would love to.
0: You have a recorder?
1: Yeah, sure. You're right. You just like record it. I guess I don't know. Yeah. No. I mean, seems you're, you're, it seems exhausting. Yeah. That's it. feel it feels tough, but I think you're right. Like I've I've noticed a lot of people have said that like that's you know they're still reading, but they're you know they're they're reading with audiobooks and the, yeah. And I know that seems like a lot of people have, like fully. and I have a few friends who've you know for certain medical reasons are like kind of no longer able to physically read. And so they're
0: oh, like shit, gone full,
1: full into full into audio book uh, consumption. And it seems, you know, they seem to be having a great time with
0: reading that way. When you're writing this part, were you aiming for, I guess, like when I read sometimes about like uh, men's relationships, it becomes uh, mm. kind of homoerotic at mm. points, point. Especially yeah. when you're talking about them fighting and like him kind of enjoying getting into fights, yeah. like going into a wood chipper? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've
1: had a lot of um, male friendships that have been uh, tough or violent or like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, have turned sour or gotten weird or like, you know, just, and yeah, I don't, I think like I wanted, you know, especially those two friends are friends that I think At least a lot of uh that i've experienced a lot in my you know male friendships of like yeah i mean i i don't know how to explain it it's it's not exactly homoerotic it's it's like just it's it's boys who love each other maybe even more than just friends but Mm -hmm. not sexually but it's you know like it's it's trying to show a type of love that i guess if you know if, if to, to your uh, sexual orientation, you can take out some of those feelings with sex. Mm-hmm. Whereas with somebody you're not physically attracted to or don't want to sleep with, like there, there's still that love that goes beyond. Oh, just, you know, you're my friend. We're best friends. I love you. It's like, no, like there's, you know, I guess it, it's taking out some of the the tension and the, the hatred that I think like we often take out on our your romantic partner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a person that I guess you feel comfortable enough or, or protected by enough to like give some of the dark aspects of your life too. And so I think like with, with that relationship and with ones I've experienced, I think that's the, the, the thing I'm trying to write. And some, it, you know, to boys who at least who grew up like me, violence or cruelty is the easy way to, to
0: release that. Um, Did you ever punch someone in the face? Uh,
1: I've punched a couple people wow in like you know stupid drunken college like kind of free for all fights did you yeah. win I w- but it was there was no win like, it was, like oh, okay. it was it was just like you know you're at a frat party with like you know a bunch of frat boys who you can't stand and somebody yeah. says something wrong and they jump in on your friend and so you jump in i've yeah. never been in like a i've never been in like a one-on-one like like uh, you know tyson style
0: you and Chris aren't like, going at it. <laughs> no,
1: no, I, uh, I wouldn't want his, 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 he's, he knew he's strong. You know, he, he can stand on his head for like three days in a row. Like his oh yoga gosh. strength. I don't want, I don't want that yoga yeah. strength coming down on me.
0: It's surprisingly. That's
1: yeah. It's like, it's like old yeah. men's strength sped up. Yeah. You know? It's like you're, you don't realize it, but that's like, it's like pound per square inch of muscle is, uh, yeah. is, uh, it's hard with those yoga kids. Do you do yoga? <laughs> uh, not, not, uh, not professionally, not, uh, okay. not, not with much commitment. You know, I'm, uh, I'll, uh, I'll see my, my girlfriend trying to do her sun salutations and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try those out every once in a while to see if they make me feel a bit any better. And, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I, I just end up like kind of sweaty and loose, which is, uh, is, uh, you know, not as much what I like to be, but, uh, mm-hmm. You know okay. it's uh, it, yeah, it's fun. I, I, I like that. I, I would love to, I would love to get into it. At, like, Chris, I was like, I would love to be like full, full committal to it, but I don't think I'll ever get to that place. People, so, can do all the crazy stuff for a while. I but, think we'll
0: let you go. One last yeah. question What do you think about Lucy's uh, press that she started? Love it, love would it. Would you so, have her publish one of your
1: books? T- totally, absolutely, Really, like, okay, I mean, uh, Lucy, like. Lucy is the person who is, is, you know, uh, really concerned with the act of like promoting other people. Like, you know, no one Mm -hmm. bring it back to uh, when Gian passed, like it was something we talked about a lot of like what had been lost and, you know, and Lucy was very, you know, very inspirational and motivated. Like, okay, like there's a huge hole now, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, how are we going to make sure that that like instead of not just you know a story here or a poem there but like real books are, are still coming out and i know that like she she went very hot you know very quickly in the direction she's gone with the the press because of that and it's to me is really inspiring excuse me and um and uh and so i think it's like you know especially Chevy dollhouse has, has a really interesting place in you know, like the history, of the last 15 years of especially online, but just now generally literary history because of, you know, what these people have gone on to do and and what the, you know, what internet writers have now been doing it long enough that they're now, you know, not, you know, they can't just be called internet writers. And, and yeah. I think that, like, Lucy being a, you know, not only a writer who's done, you know, good books herself, but also ha- has, I'm assuming now, what, 15 years of publishing uh experience under her belt and like also as i said before like understands the moment let's say the moment of these last 50 15 years and and so i think like really cool to see her put these books out and i really like i'm you know, i think it's going to be a really cool project especially because she also lives in europe and because she's you know english and not american and because she has her her feet in so many different places that i think she can really tie a lot of different. Uh, people together in a lot of different spaces together in a way that like, I'm super excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah. I hope she doesn't get burnt out. That's no. my worry. So,
1: I think I mean, that's a hard part of everything about doing, if you want to write and publish, it's like, yeah. your brain has to be in two totally different spaces, but about the same, about the same output. And I think that's kind of hard to do because like if you're just writing, you can rest or if you're just publishing, you can rest. But if you're just, if you're writing and then you know, having lunch and then, trying mm-hmm. to think about who who you're publishing and how to edit them like it's not cuz she I was not, running crazy.
0: she runs like a, a press and then also like she does events with her friends and then she also does the book club which she just ended yeah. and it's like she has this entire community that kind of like depends like solely on her and on her back i mean she's she's a force force to yeah. reckon with like i, I think know, uh, you
1: know good good for good for all of us to like, you know, in the time we are you free, know, some of the free time we have to like support somebody who is, who is at the, as you said, at the center of so much of these things. And I think that like, you know, I, I made sure to pick up the books when they first came out just cause like, you know, seeing, you know, getting, giving positive feedback by way of spending a little, you know, what little money we might have to, mm-hmm. to buy these books is like, we need, we need her to keep believing in, Her own projects because like you know there's already been i guess four you know good books that have come out on this press and like hopefully she can find a way to keep that going so that it's not like a you know a, a five six seven book project but that it like becomes a place where younger people people who keep growing into literature can
0: look to publish is that a thing where people only publish like four or five and then stop
1: I I feel like I, I could see, see that
0: because they like don't. There's so much work involved. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't I don't have any like specific example I'm I'm you know referencing, but I think just like you know you might have a little bit of money saved up that you decide you want to use it for a project and maybe it mm-hmm. lasts for a few a few books, but you know unless you're making you're making your money back or you know hopefully making a small profit that you yeah. can dump back into it, but you know then you always you also have to be. You know, she's doing all this while, I'm also working you know, Yeah, I think, I think yeah she's like the, teaching too that's the hard bit and so I think like I can only assume you know having been a magazine publisher and the magazine lasted for three years but eventually just became uh, she yeah you know, we, we were we were growing up we had more like you know life costs to deal with mm-hmm. uh, and though when we were twenty two and started it. It was very easy to be like rat bags living in you know cheap apartments and eating mm-hmm. very little and you know that sort of thing doesn't require that much mm-hmm. income you know if you're 32 and you're trying to live a, a relatively healthy life yeah uh it's not so easy and so i think that like it made sense. i saw something last about three years mm-hmm. i i can only assume that like a lot of people have suffered from the same issue and yeah. trying to be the publisher is that maybe the money isn't running out but like the amount of energy you have to put in if it's not giving you income back is tough Mm
0: -hmm. we're not working with your friends yeah totally all right man well thanks for uh thanks for taking the time and thanks thanks for having
1: me thanks for uh letting me do this like this